0: I'm excited for you to hear today's podcast where we talk about the great hero, Winston Churchill, but how you can be a hero too and help save our nation. You were made for more than the status quo. I'm Pastor Steve Gray, and this is the More Faith, More Life podcast. This podcast is for Christians with an ambitious heart who want to be more for their family, do more with their career, and see more of God's promises in their life. I've spent many years as a worship artist, minister, nonprofit leader, bold truth speaker, and most importantly, father and spouse. When I was in my early 40s, I was craving more, more from God and more from life. I'd done everything I was supposed to do. My life was good, but it wasn't good enough. So I spent the following years diving into the Word of God and searching for the biblical principles that would bring me closer to God and help my purpose and life flourish. That's what I want to share with you. In every episode, you'll get practical tools based on real-life experiences that you can put into action to redefine your faith and, ultimately, your life. So, if you're ready to do more, subscribe to More Faith, More Life, and hear an unfiltered biblical truth every week. It's time to be and experience more. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to More Faith, More Life podcast, what an important Time We have in history when you need to learn and decide I should say who you want to listen to because everybody's got something to say nowadays and there's so many preachers and teachers and you can get a TV on it and TV internet you know what I'm talking about Uh, but Paul in the Bible tells us that you don't have very many fathers you got a lot of everything else but fathers real fathers in the faith that talk to you like a father there's not very many for one thing some of them aren't old enough to be your father (laughs) they have they have no more experience than you do Uh, and so there again you need to you you don't just spend your whole time being entertained by your favorite speaker podcast speaker or preacher or whoever it is politician whatever uh, and and realize there's a there's some you need to really zone in on and i want to be that person to you because that's what i do I can be a father to you in the faith, giving you more faith, more life, and help you get ahead and say the things that really need to be said and that you'll probably not hear anywhere else. And you might say, well, what makes you say stuff that, well, that nobody else is saying? Partly experience, obviously, and uh, experiences, but uh, it's my purpose. My purpose is not to be your buddy, right? My purpose is not to get money out of you, even though I'd love to see you do it, just because you say, I need a father, and I want to make sure this guy hangs around and does it and, lets, and let him know that, that uh, what he's saying is important to me. Yeah, okay. That would help. <clears throat> We've got some books we're publishing, and I'll talk about those in a little bit. And so, you know, it goes to help with books and broadcasting and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not doing it to raise money. I'm not doing it to be your friend. I hope I'm friendly. I hope you're friendly, but I'm not doing it to be your friend. I'm not being to be your buddy. I'm not being it so that we can go out and uh, uh, Zion's here with me, the producer, right? Zion, to go out and play golf together. I'm not golfing anymore, but that's years ago. But, you know, I, that's not here. So I get a golf buddy. I mean, those are all important things, but you've got to have a, when you got available, a spiritual father, a father even. just not need, Just not It's spiritual, but a lot of it's practical. And so I want to help you have more faith, more life. Tell your friends. Uh, so let's get to it today and just talk today. Because <clears throat> I want to talk about uh, being impressed with, I would say, my hero. It's not really a hero in the faith. I have heroes in the faith uh, that are in this country and that are alive right now. And so, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't, Separate one from the other and name somebody right now, but my hero overall one of them overall that affects Me and all my thinking including the spirit is Winston Churchill. You don't know who he is uh, If you're too young or you just know what his name <clears throat> At least uh, go online and figure out a little bit about him. Okay, <clears throat> this guy Not only changed the world. He saved the world. Okay. Okay. I know, you're thinking Jesus is the only way Savior. But he was raised up, I believe, by God, and he saved Great Britain, and he saved Europe. Uh, Americans helped. Obviously, he wanted our help. He needed our help, and we did help. Obviously, my own father fought in Europe, well, in the Navy, and then in the Battle of the Bulge off of a ship on land, and he also fought in the Pacific uh, war there and battleships he was a gunner you know shot the big guns and the ones you see him twirl around in and shoot that's what he did he was shot down once well not really shot down but he was going up the ladder while they're under attack and um something exploded and he his leg got hit with shrapnel a piece of metal and tore into his leg of course obviously he fell down the ladder broke his leg had to fix his leg, sew it up, broke it, put a cast on it. And uh, so, you know, Americans helping in the war is a big deal to me. I have history to talk about that I learned and watched after he came back. Uh, Of course, I wasn't born when he came back, but eventually tried to get him to talk. However, Winston Churchill stood alone when he had to. And the remarkable thing that I like about him is um, sometimes today we hear the word prophetic or prophecy or they're prophets and they sort of just say nice things to us. Say, God's telling you he loves you and everything's going to be okay and he's going to send you money and, you know, and, a, and a new wife. <laughs> I don't know. All the stuff people come up with, you know. Uh, that last one I probably could have left off. Okay, but, but Winston Churchill was prophetic uh, with, in a remarkable way hearing from God, and he knew what Germany, no wait, let's back up, what the Nazi party, the Nazis, not Germans specifically, but the Nazi party through Adolf Hitler, he warned them years ahead, almost a number of years, before 1939, in, in the 1930s, of what was going to happen. What was going to take place? He warned, he warned, he warned, and the war could have been avoided had they listened to this man, Winston Churchill. <clears throat> well, obviously they didn't, or we would could escape the war, but they didn't. And uh, even up to the year before the war, uh, the guy before him, Neville, Ch- Neville Chamberlain, went and met with Hitler. And Hitler promised, made promises. And uh, Neville Chamberlain says, we're, you know, we have this going. We're never going to go to war with one another again. That was one of his lines. Because there was World War I before that. And Germany was in that. Britain was in that. And we were in that. Other countries too. <clears throat> and so, but it was decided, you know, there's a peace thing. And uh, we're just going to give them a little bit of land. And then Hitler promised, Adolf Hitler promised he's not going to want anything else. And, of course, a year later, I don't know if it was to the day, but a year later, then they invaded other countries, and it was very rapid uh, deployment. And uh, it was called the Blitzrig, which means uh, blitz uh, rig, uh, lightning fast, lightning fast, like a lightning bolt type of attack, and they did it well. And so I admire Winston Churchill because he stood up and warned and warned and warned and warned. With great words and then afterwards he became Prime Minister never Neville Chamberlain not only would step down then he died but but they then they listened to him then they listened to Winston Churchill and at that point he began to shine even greater with words that brought the nation of Great Britain to victory because See, France, you might not know this and you may not care. I like it because it's his great history that affects us today, which I'll remind you of. But anyway, so I'm telling you father stories, okay? And so um, France, did you know France, if I have my information right, actually had a, a larger military by numbers than Germany? Yet Germany invaded and they didn't fight they just gave it over i guess they would had enough fight from the world war one which was just 20 years before right and so they'd had enough but then that's what uh adolf hitler was hoping great britain would do and they would have probably made some kind of appeasement or peace thing until winston churchill came along which he was there but once he got elected now he can speak and people will listen because they had no other voice and he said no we will never surrender We will never, we will fight them everywhere, on the beaches, and we, and Adolf Hitler, and the Nazis need to know you are up against a people that will never surrender. We'll never do kind of what France did and some of the others did. Some of them, uh, we admire them because they tried. Other nations tried, there's there's the the Polish, uh, Poland, great heroes, how did they do it? because they were fighting both uh, Russia and who was supposed to be their ally at the time, betrayed them, and uh, now they got Russia and they got Germany, and they went on fighting, 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 children, young boys, uh, made ways for the mail to be delivered, and 12-year-old boys would run the mail through the streets of Poland so they could communicate. Great heroes, and then, of course, the... The Jews that were there um, that stayed, uh, we can talk about that later, but they packed all of them in from other countries too, into 400,000 of them into this square block thing, horrible, horrible, until they, um, you know, tr- put them on trains to concentration camps and death camps. And until you go to Poland now, you'll find, you can find Jewish people in Poland, but it's very difficult. There's not many. They have a great museum, by the way, in Warsaw, of not, not of the war, but the history of the Jewish people, one of the outstanding uh, places I've ever been. <clears throat> so, Winston Churchill, everybody else either rolled over or they did the best they could and they couldn't. They just couldn't do it. Uh, and he said, No, we will not. And at the time, even before the war, he said, Our Air Force is not ready. They had a really tiny one, uh, you know, and and eventually they are going to have to fight the the you know the Germans' air force, and they fought the Battle of Britain was fought in the skies. It's a great story, and uh, how it happened, and they they stood, the small you know the the smaller um, air force stood, and he stood, and it was his words, words, his words. He was like the father. He became the father of Great Britain, and his words caused victory. His words caused those that would fear to believe in faith, those that could, could falter to stand. And it was a man's words that were able to do it. And over, against overwhelming odds, he spoke faith and life, as I want to do for you, and so when you hear his speeches or you just, even if you don't get to hear that many of them, if you're not even interested, but to, to see the great words and the power of words to guide a nation when no one else would speak, no one else. And it's just amazing. Um, it's also amazing that he warned ahead of time and nobody listened. Then it's amazing of what he did because he didn't say, nana I told you so, and walk away. No, he's jumped right in and began to defend through words and wisdom. Uh, he was, he was uh, in charge of the Navy uh, earlier in life, and so he, you know, he had some knowledge of military, which uh, Adolf Hitler really didn't. Um, it was funny because um, Winston Churchill would refer often to Adolf Hitler as Colonel Hitler, Colonel's kind of low on the totem pole of military while he's dictating to all these generals and trying to control the world. And so he would refer to, he was just a colonel. He didn't know anything anyway. And uh, so so words, fatherly words can cause life to come in. Words, what we say, and having someone in our life that speaks a different message. It's not fear, it's faith. It's not crumble, but it's stand and teaches you that it can be done. And that's what I want to do for you. I want to have words, not just to you, but to the nation. Right now, our nation is in, in my opinion, a very volatile situation. Uh, You can pick what you want. I'll talk to you as a dad. Here we go. Uh, Son, daughter, you know, granddaughter, grandson, I got them all. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk to you like I would my own kids. We're in a very bad situation in our country. And most people don't realize it, and they're under our culture. Folks are under such stress to make a house payment. You know, right now it's worse because housing has gone up, payments have gone up, taxes have gone up, and of course food. I was at the uh, grocery store. Uh, people laugh because for years and years I never went to the grocery store. never shopped. You know, for anything. but I didn't have time, and now. Uh, Later at night, I, I, before the stores closed, and they used some of them stayed open 24 hours, but not anymore. They're closing around here about 11. But if you go from 10 to 11 on some night, there's hardly anybody there. And so it's a time, Kathy and I get together and we push the cart and we buy stuff, you know, together. And, um, but it's the time I, I went uh, to the, and bought the groceries, and the checkout girl was there. <clears throat> and, I don't know. We probably spent $300. We hadn't been for a while. And so for two people, that's average probably by now. And we spent $300. And she was doing the thing. And then she told me, she said, you know, the lady that was right before you spent $500 on groceries. And you know what? Instead of saying, aren't prices sky high? Isn't everything going crazy? She said, you know what? I would like to get to the point in my life where I could spend $500 on food remarkable right remarkable not upset at the lady that she spent five or I spent three but a goal in life that I want to get my life that if I need to spend 500 or I just want to spend 500 on groceries I can I said I thought that's good that is a good goal and I said you know what you can get there and I know how you can get there because I was poverty I was a young man in poverty about when I was about when about her age I was in poverty. I had nothing. I knew nothing. I had no financial training. I had no father. No financial training. I had no help from anybody. Nobody ever gave me any money. I had to put myself through everything. And I was pretty much self-made. But I learned. And I learned the wisdom of God. And I learned to let others grab fatherly advice as I could from other preachers that I, like I said, that I really admire uh, fathers in the faith, so you can do that too, and you need to hear these words i 'm telling you the nation has, is is on the edge of not some not so good things. So we have inflation. we got how the housing market is not looking good at all. Groceries and you know you go buy groceries, you know. Uh, gas prices they cheated us on that. what they what happened was they went to our reserves for, for our emergency took them out of emergency and gave it to us so that we could keep the prices down but we're we're driving on our reserves and then on top of that I, I was a little more favorable I was really interested in electric cars I don't know Zion about you we have friends with electric cars right but now they told me about one person told me about a trip they took and uh They got stranded, and they couldn't find, and they had to wait in line, and then they couldn't find a place to plug in. It was not a good story, and there's lots of stories like that. And then in other states, they're uh, short of electricity on the grid, Uh, so, you know, you say plug your car in, and they can't. And so it's just, we need to solve this with electric cars, if you like, but we need to solve the oil problem too. And the oil problem is not to get our reserves. It's like you going to your savings account and spending all your savings, and then there's an emergency, okay? Well, in our case, we're using our reserves for emergency. What if a war breaks out? What if we go under attack? What if a a country just cuts us off? Well, instead of having to go to our reserves, we should be producing it ourselves, as you know. And I know, I know, I know. People are so concerned about the environment that 20 years or 30 years or 50 years, we won't have this and we won't have that. Well, we might not anyway. Because if China attacks Taiwan, guess who makes all of the stuff to keep your life going? Your phone, uh, your, your TV, you know, Zion, you know, all the gadgets that we all have. You know what's in those chips? Microchips, you know who makes all the microchips in the world mostly? Taiwan. The United States should have, didn't. Other countries could have, there are some, but they're smaller, they don't do it. If China takes over Taiwan, what, what do you think, what do you think they're gonna do if we say, well we're gonna go to war, which I don't know if we will anymore, but go to war, what are they gonna say? Sorry, no more chips for you, <laughs> no more. And we'd go, what, what? I can't, I can't use my phone. I can't buy a new phone. I can't watch TV. TV's, you know, I guess you have an old TV, but eventually the TV channels, the cameras they run so we can watch and make movies and watch movies and watch the news, watch the ball games or whatever, it's going to shut down. And there you can stick your head in the sand and say, oh, that'll never happen. <laughs> it's already trying to, as China is moving into Cuba right now, right now right by us, okay? It's not just China, though. It's North Korea, China, South uh, South Africa's getting involved in this pact, Iraq, South Africa, China. it's about five nations that have made a pact together, and uh, I read the other day where they plan to ruin the U.S. dollar so that the dollar has no more power and another currency will. What do you think that's going to do to us, okay? So I can... Uh, Be a worry ward and and cause you to fear or I can be Winston Churchill to you and tell you This can be our finest hour learn where you vote Not for the candidate you like But the candidate that will keep you safe The one that will help us produce So that no country can push us around and that we can produce enough for ourselves these are the candidates, and it's not just one. There's the, you know, you've got state candidates, too. So, and look at it and say, look, we may not like this candidate, or ah, I don't like her, you know, I don't like him, and he said something to offend me or whatever, and, and, they, and people put labels on them and cu- cancer, you know, culture cancel and all that kind of stuff. Who cares? Who cares? They said something to offend me, so I'm not going to vote for them, or they, they don't support this cause, so I'm not going to vote for them. Who cares? The cause you want is your safe future when it comes to food and housing, right, education, protection against other nations. These are the things you should say. I want a candidate that can promise me we're going to be safe. My children will be safe. And my grandchildren to be safe this is the father talking to you and I want to talk to you like a hero needs to talk I'm not Winston Churchill of course Um, I don't matter I mean he was so intelligent a great writer great education way beyond mine but I can inspire and I've been inspiring and I'm trying to warn our nation and I'm gonna do it more and more Mm -hmm. that we need a spiritual Renaissance revival in our hearts because we need to get God on our side. But more than that, a spiritual revival in your heart brings wisdom, knowledge, revelation, so you know things like a Winston Churchill. How did he know? It was God-given, in my opinion. How do I know? I think I'm hearing from God, and I want to prepare you, not scare you, okay? And, And one of the ways we can do it, is prepare ourselves spiritually so that you bring God into your life. More faith in God. And you get more faith, and you have more life, and you have what I call the God advantage. I just finished a chapter for the new book, and it's called The God Advantage. And I want you to get that advantage in your life. Okay? I I might be, Zion, am I too serious today? I just did another broadcast on something, and we were laughing. And now I'm, talking about my hero. But these are serious, serious times, and I want you to be ready for them. There's no reason that America should not become strong again and and have every other nation back away, have our oil, great prices, great food, (laughs) great housing. We can have it all but we need to stop eliminating God the spiritual side and say well we can fix this by politics and education and more money. Yep, that'll all help. Be wise, get God on your side at least, encourage if you have children, encourage them to stop being so anti-God. No room, no interest. I see teenagers come sometimes, our church, and, and you say they've had no parenting. They stand there, just stare straight ahead. It's some of the great, our, our church has some of the greatest music, at least in this city, and, and the greatest sound system in the city of any church. Imagine that. So it's like a concert of great music and energy, and they just stand there and stare. If you put them in another concert of the world down at the stadium, they'd be screaming and jumping up and down and wish they had a better seat, spending all kinds of 500 bucks for a ticket and but this dead zone dead zone if you have kids grandkids try to help them get out of that and here's the reason you don't want them to be religious you're not even trying to get them to be more moral which would help too no we're trying to make it more safe and if we do it with god and we just show an interest in him put your faith in the lord you'll get more life and we will have a safe nation again and that's what we need to do now, I think, is get the wisdom. What is going to preserve the life, not just what we had or America, what it had, but that we have a future. And, and my hero, Winston Churchill, saved a nation and saved Great Britain from destruction. It was a war and it was bad, but his voice told them, never back down. Never change your mind. We will not be defeated and we're going to win in every area of our lives. And I say that to you because that's what I believe for my life, my kids, we're not going to lose no matter what happens in the world. We're not going to lose because we have the God advantage. We have more faith and more life. Hey, I want to tell you about the book When the Kingdom Comes. It's a book that's been around a while. We've lowered the price. You can get the ebook by going to morefaithmorelife.com. Get the ebook, download it. It's 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 cheaper than it's ever been because we're just selling, you know, selling them off. And, uh, but you need it because it's lessons in revival and the, and the outpouring that we had. It's lessons. You'll, you, will, you will read things about Bible verses you've never heard before. They're true because they're in context of nation Israel and first century Judaism and Christianity. Get the book. When the kingdom comes, you can still get My Absurd Religion is on there. And we'll be adding more. Uh, products and i'll be finishing a new book soon that you can get that ebook too and so go there do that support make a donation i'm just here to help you i'm not here to be your buddy i'm here to save your life and your family okay so let's do this together and thank you for being together today don't forget to check in next week and we'll learn more about more faith more life that's going to save you in this dangerous world Till next time bye bye